Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I am Nick, and on the shortest episode we've ever recorded, I'm joined by P Dubs. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Well, thank. Well, thank you for welcoming. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, Mr. D. Season's greetings and Merry Christmas. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's the first November. Well, it is. Second November, even. It oh, is yeah. okay. I suppose it must uh, be because the shops are full of it. <laughs> the ones you can go in. Well, we can go in all the shops until <laughs> Thursday. Um, and we're joined by someone who can't go to all the shops, Sinead. Hello. Just remind me of my painful current situation. <laughs> Look, we're all, we're all in this together, as, um, as uh, the cast of High School Musical sang, didn't they? Yeah. That's right, isn't it? That's exactly right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not completely stupid. Um, yeah, this is going to be a short episode because um, for a number of factors, number one, by the time this episode comes out, you should be queuing up voting because 80% of our audience are American. So I don't want to keep, you know, if you if you have to listen to this before you go and vote, keep it short and snappy. That's what I say. Um, and also because uh, for the Patreons, we're recording two episodes tonight. So we've got a lot of stuff to get through. And also, to be fair, there's not been a whole lot going on. But what has been going on has been quite significant. So we will talk about that. So without further ado, what is everybody drinking? Sinead, I'm going to come to you first. I have got a Coke Zero. Not a vanilla one this time, just regular old Coke Zero. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Mr. Day, what are you drinking? So I got something really nice. This is, this is a, a little treat. Ooh. So it's gin, but it's apple and cinnamon flavoured gin. And it's very nice. Ooh, Can I just I say, tonic. I keep getting all these like ads on Instagram mm-hmm. for all these like fancy flavored gins. And I can only assume it's from my phone or my laptop or something listening to you talk about your fancy gins. What did I get an ad for the other day? I think it was like Christmas pudding flavored gin. And I was like, oh, this sounds good, Mr. D. <laughs> I saw Christmas pudding flavored wine, but I haven't seen gin. That sounds good. I can promise you, Sinead, if the ad comes I'm up again, I'll send it your okay. way. <laughs> okay. Okay, sounds good. Cheers. I mean, I mean, I'm just all I, all I can. I'm just getting flashbacks to when I had a Christmas pudding smoothie uh, about two or three years ago, and it is one of the most disgusting things I've ever had in my mouth. Mm. <laughs> and that's including Craig. No, I was gonna say I could say that because Craig wasn't here. But well done, feed up. Step up to the plate. I knock it up. <laughs> knock it up. You, you channel and he's Craig. Yeah, someone's got to. Uh, and uh, P-Dubs, what's he drinking? I haven't got tea. I've got a mint hot chocolate. <laughs> mint hot chocolate? You crazy thing, you. Um, yeah. Wowzers. Uh, I have just got uh, a Pepsi Max because I couldn't be able to get a beer out. So that's it. Um, so like I said, we're going to skip through this. So let's have a look at what's been happening inside the parks. Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. 
I'm Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor at the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories. And uh, do you ever feel like you repeat yourself? Bit of deja vu. Because, that uh, rings a bell. Yep. Yeah, because we've uh, we've got another load of cast members being laid off. Yeah, in the parks. So, uh, I mean, I I don't I don't know what else you can really say at the moment. It's just it's just a crappy situation all, all round. I understand from a corporate point of view why they have to make these kind of decisions on on one hand because they are running a business. On the other hand, when you look at what you are paying your top bosses and when you look at what it costs you to keep those cast members employed, which is now over 30,000 gone, right? We've now lost yeah. over 30,000 yeah. cast members. They could afford to do it if they really wanted to. So I, I yeah. don't really, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that they would have gone through this period without losing anybody right i get i get that but it just seems excessive unavoidable yeah and you know i mean any cast member who gets laid off you know it's a it's a bad thing it's you know especially running up to christmas but yeah and you know, some it, of the it seems like a strange time to be doing it as well when crowds seem to be picking up Every every week we're hearing Universal are reaching their capacity now, and yep. Disney seemed to be shrinking, and it's it just seems strange to me. Well, I mean, you know, you're talking about Florida, yeah, yeah. You're not talking about California. No, that is a, a huge problem. Um, but they they pretty much let everybody go from entertainment, haven't they? In yeah. uh, in Hollywood studios, yeah. So we're trying to rack our brains of, of what that means. But um, off the top of my head, Indiana Jones, gone. Yep. Um, Frozen, Sing Along, gone. Beauty and the Beast, gone. Um, Fantasmic Performers, gone. Um, Any other cast members in Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. And the one that really bothers me the most, I think... I mean, they, they're, they're all sad, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that none of them is, are, are tragic or anything, but it's the uh, it's the street entertainers. Yeah. It's yeah. the cast of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. One of the few things that actually, you know, reminds you that you are in Hollywood studios and not just generic Disney theme park number two. Yeah, well, same in the uh, Magic Kingdom. The streetmosphere characters in the Magic Kingdom as well. And some of them have been let go. I think for me, I think that the the street entertainment in in Hollywood studios was so integral to that park. 
Like, I'm not saying the ones in in Magic Kingdom are like aren't important, but you know, when you walked into the studios, and I'm talking of obviously like pre like Galaxy's Edge and, and stuff like that, but you walked into a Hollywood, you know, atmosphere. Now this was old fashioned Hollywood, and then you had like the actors and the actresses and the director, um, and you know, trying to film on the streets of Hollywood, and it just really added another most street entertainment I can kind of walk on by. Mm-hmm. But with those guys, when they were out, I would always stop and, and watch. Not get involved, not doing that, but stop and watch. It's like the Dapper Dans in Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like they're so quintessential to that park, you know, rather than necessarily the citizens of Magic Kingdom, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no, it does. It does. And that's what I mean. I'm not, you know, these are all big losses. But, you know, we, we, we've talked recently about what is, what is keeping you, or, or what is making you want to go back right now with all of these cuts. You know, we're not just looking now at attractions being closed down. We are talking about, you know, what makes these parks feel different and special and unique that identity is gone and i mean they're not going to get all those people back no no they've said that entertainment will come back they issued a statement didn't they yeah but what does that mean well it doesn't it doesn't mean much really it just means that you know when this is over they'll gradually bring entertainment back but they're not saying which shows or whether it's all the shows. I mean, there's a lot of speculation that some of the less popular shows just won't come back or entertainment won't come back. Uh, and there was rumours even before this happened that some of those shows were, were going to go, yeah. and this could just be the excuse. Indy's been on the chopping block for God knows how long. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Fantasmic doesn't move on now. I mean, it's a big show. Yep. And I would the, be surprised if that does go. The uh, lake has been emptied. Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, every time we've been to Fantasmia, I mean, every holiday we've got to go to Fantasmia at least at least once, but usually we'll end up going twice. It is it, a large footprint, though, for it is, yeah, one or two but, shows a night. But it's always rammed. I mean, it sucks up a lot of people. Anyway, I mean, who knows? Uh, I'm sure that a lot of it will come back, but some of it may not and a bit like Nick said the, the bit that worries me is, is all those little things that they've been chipping away at over the years you know things like Streetmosphere characters the Jaminators you know the little kind of ad hoc um, pieces of live entertainment you know that there used to be a lot more things like pre-shows and stuff like that um, you know they've been slimming it down for years and it's a real shame because it it is one of the things that makes the parks a bit special and a bit different. You know, when you suddenly just unexpectedly come across some little performance, whether it's the Jaminators or the Streetmosphere or Citizens of Hollywood or whatever it is, you know, it just it just adds a little bit to the day. Mm. And um, that's the fear that, that that stuff won't come back again. I, I, don't worry, think- I worry for Epcot at the moment. I really mm. do, because... Obviously, that's a park that's in flux as it is with what they were trying to do and now doesn't look like 
half of it's going to happen. And World Showcase relies on those those little acts that they have, and that's been slipping away as it was. And with this, it's uh, World Showcase is going to be null and void unless you want to go to a food festival. Well, what what they got rid of nearly all of the the entertainment there, didn't they? Mm. In the first wave, um, yeah. So a lot of the contracts are either cancelled or not renewed or, or whatever. Um, I think am I right in that one of the only ones that stayed was the American entertainment. Yep, which is now gone. Oh, is that gone as well? Yeah. I mean, it uh, was. The, it, let's be honest, right? If there's one world showcase country that doesn't need to be there, it's the yeah. US. Because Voices we, of Liberty are supposed country. to come back, aren't they? Some of them are coming back for the Festival of the Holidays, which starts November 27th. So Voices of Liberty, Germany is, and the Mariachi Cobra are coming back for for the, that festival. But yeah, who knows beyond that? The Mariachi Cobra, by the way, sounds like the worst superhero. <laughs> we need we need that, something Latin. Libra. <laughs> yeah, we need something Latin. <laughs> what can we do? Um, but no, that's, that's that's the thing. I mean, shows when when you're looking at your Phantasmics and your your indie, and to a less extent, you know, the Beating the Beast and the Frozen Sing Along, they eat people up, as Mr. D said. Um, now with Phantasmic, P. Dub made a good point. Two shows a day, so it's it's it eats lots of people, but only at certain times, uh, and weather dependent, pretty much. Those other shows are constantly in rotation, so they will be eating people up all day. With like Streetmosphere, that's there's no there's no kind of real way of of working out how much impact that's having. So it's very easy for them to justify not having it. Mm. So I I really fear that we won't see that back. You might see things like Dapper Dance because it's so. You know, it's become so integrated yeah. with Disney. I think there would be a huge uproar with that. People specifically go in those parks to see them at times. Right. Look at Halloween and, and Christmas when they change the names to Cadaver Dans and things like that. People actually make visits to go and see them. Yeah. yeah. They're like the geriatric new kids on the block. Oh, no, <laughs> that is new kids on the block. But um, but like that, that is the one thing I think out of all of this kind of stuff that will be kept. Um, but I, I can see them cutting everything else because there's, you know, what is their justification for bringing it back? Oh, some people like it. That's it. Yeah. It's very easy for them to go, well, it costs money and we don't know what impact it has on our guests. And money that isn't, that we could be spending on these attractions that everybody wants. Or Bob Iger's next bonus. <laughs> it's retirement fund. Yeah, more to the point. That, <laughs> the retirement that's... fund that is never ending. Yeah. That that is the thing, right? Um, I, I know we've talked about it before, but why in the hell is he still getting the money that he would normally get? Everybody, well, actually, what we're talking about, we've seen it in in our own country, right? Sod sod the people at the bottom. As long as the people at the top are all right, it's fine. But that wealth could be distributed. Bob Iger losing a million quid is like. P-dubs losing a quid down the sofa. Yeah. Not literally. I've got no idea about your wealth, P-dubs. But 
Do you know what I mean? Like to someone like that, a million pounds is is nothing. It's quite often why people that are that rich get ripped off by agents and uh, finance people that are supposed to be looking out for them because they've got no idea what they've got. So people like him taking a bit of a pay cut to keep some people employed just seems like the right and reasonable and sensible thing to do. It's just more doom and gloom. And things will things will recover. You know, these parks are hugely profitable. They're not they're not going to go away. No, but, the parks aren't going to go away. But what yeah. makes them special, and what makes them unique is and look, yeah, okay, no one is paying. No, Craig is not paying like ten grand, fifteen grand on a holiday for three weeks to go and see the street entertainment at Disney Park. Right, I'm not pretending that's the case but it's all part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're losing that. You're losing things like extra magic hours. You know, the reservation system is obviously different at the moment. And we know, you know, I, I'm not saying they should be what they are because we appreciate we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? So I get that. But the point is, is that we are just losing so much. You're yeah. getting less and less value for your trip. You expect to pay the same amount for it. And it's just being used as an excuse to make people's lives hell. Yeah, I mean... They're guests, but they're all, employees. Yeah, all I was going to say was, you know, the parks will, will survive. They will bounce back. But the longer this goes on and the deeper they, the deeper they cut, you know, it, it, the longer it's going to take before you get back to what you would call a normal Orlando experience, whether it's Disney or Universal, you know, because... You gotta, you gotta find the people. You gotta train them. You gotta, you know, it, 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 it just, it takes a long time. Um, so there's kind of two aspects there. There's the kind of human aspect in terms of the cast members that are going to be out of work for a significant periods of time potentially, and then, and then you've got the tourist aspect in terms of what, what experience are they getting? Because that's important as well. Because that's what brings the cast members back into work again. So. The two things are obviously connected, so it's just it's just um, the longer this goes on, the harder it's going to be for everybody, and the longer it's going to take for things to fully bounce back, and for it yeah. to be the experience that we, you know, grew up with. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think that's it. I think that's the point. More than anything else, um, I just just yeah, I just I just worry that we are. We're going to get the characters back, obviously, and we're going to get a couple of new attractions that we're building anyway. Um, but it's just all those other things that made them unique and special. Mm-hmm. And I just I just don't see a way back from them. And if they bring back Indiana Jones, that's not going to make me happy. I want the people that are out there on the street yeah. reacting to people day in, day out for years that have really got that down to a T. You know, those guys are great. Um, and I suppose to quote uh, Joni Mitchell, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. When it comes to stuff like that, you you almost take it for granted that they're just there. Yeah. Um, but they're going to be a big blow. That that kind of stuff is going to be a big blow. Uh, has anyone got any other part news? Not that needs desperately saying it can wait for another show. I think. Fine. All right, be like that. 
Thanks for your I've got it. If you want me, if you want me to do it, I will. But strap for time. It can... uh, how, how long? How long? Uh, it's just some food items. Yeah, go we'll on. go with with Mister D uh, saying happy holidays. <laughs> um, what we got? So we've got in all four parks. We've got some new items. So at Magic Kingdom, we've got these are new and old. Um, they've added some new ones. So we've got Twice Upon a Cupcake, a confetti Christmas tree, tops of vanilla cupcake with a red velvet hidden Mickey. Um, that's at the Main Street Bakery. Then we've got the Let It Snow Taco, a sugar cookie taco shell filled with salted caramel and spiced chocolate mousse. And that's available at Pesos Bills. Um, an Orange Bird Christmas. I'm not quite sure what the Orange Bird has got to do with Christmas, but um, orange scented white chocolate mousse filled with orange curd. When they say orange scented, it always yeah. really confuses me. Uh, and that's at the Sunshine Tree Terrace. This one I spotted and was like, oh, I could I could definitely go with this. The Chippendale Christmas churros. Gingerbread churros topped with apple pie filling and chocolate chips. What? That's available at Westwood Ho. And this one's a little bit strange as well. Um, there's pistachio chai tea float, which pretty much as it as it says uh, a pistachio was it <laughs> if you, uh, a pistachio chai tea float chai tea float okay yeah so it's pistachio soft served spiced chai tea and a red velvet cake pop ornament mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's what's available at the magic kingdom then you've got at hollywood studios the frozen salted caramel hot chocolate frozen salted caramel hot chocolate topped with marshmallows green sugar and a chocolate drizzle served with a souvenir Mickey Glow. What a Mickey Glow is, I don't know. Um, available at Pizza Rizzo, Backlight Express, ABC Commissary, and Rosie's All-American Cafe. And then you've got Mickey's Holiday Cookie, vanilla co- butter cookie, enrobed with white chocolate and sugar snowflakes. Again, that's at the, the Commissary and Rosie's. Then the Holiday Whoopee Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Red velvet whoopie pie filled with a classic cream cream cheese filling. Um, that's at the Trolley Car Cafe and Backlight Express. And Olaf's Snow Flurry, yellow cupcake with vanilla buttercream, snow flurry sugar, and Olaf Glow. So another glow. It just looks like a glow cube uh, from a glow tank. Right, okay, okay. Um, except it's Olaf shaped. Um, then at Animal Kingdom, you've got the white chocolate peppermint cream cheese mousse, white chocolate peppermint cream cheese mousse with peppermint sauce and chocolate cookie crumbles. That's at Satuli Canteen. Um, the Menagerie Cupcake, uh, gingerbread cupcake with cream cheese frosting topped with a white chocolate bear. Um, that's available at Creature Comforts, Flame Tree Barbecue and Restaurantosaurus. Um, pumpkin ice cream sandwich, vanilla ice cream sandwich between two pumpkin cookies decorated with full sprinkles, available at Dino Boats Bite Snacks, and the Santa Mickey Moose, white chocolate peppermint mousse dome on a brownie base, snowflake sprinkles, and chocolate Mickey ears, that's at Creature Comforts. And then finally at Epcot, they don't have as many due to the fact that they are just one continuous food festival. <laughs> um, spiked frozen apple pie. Olay smoky apple pie moonshine with Minute made apple juice and cinnamon. Um, that's a block and hounds. And the taste of Epcot International Festival of Holidays sneak peek. Maple bouche de Noel. 
Uh, maple mousse and cranberry rolled in gingerbread chiffon cake. I, I'll be completely honest. I don't think there was a single thing that sounded appealing in that list. I think purely the whoopee pie did for the inflection that <laughs> P-Dabs gave it, but that was better. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's that's a given whenever there's a, a mention of, of, of that name. But, I mean, a lot of that just... Some of it sounded like it was nice. Yeah, but, but not, nothing But not together. No. So there was bits that you said, and I was like, well, that sounds nice, and you immediately followed it up with another ingredient, which just ruined it. Yeah. So, and please, please, please never say curd on this show again. Uh, it just makes me cringe. Um, and, and that's somebody who actually likes the lemon variety of that product. I just, it, no. Right. Um, so enough about that. Let's go and have a look at what's happening outside the park. The Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. So, Sinead, I'm going to come to you. Okay. Because you did something very special this weekend, didn't you? I did. Very special. So it was Halloween this weekend and a good few weeks ago, Bette Midler had posted on her Instagram that, so Bette Midler has a charity called the, I think it's the New York Restoration Project, where basically she like funds the creation of like gardens and vegetable patches and all this kind of stuff in New York City. And um, she was doing what they were calling the Hocus Pocus Halloween show and tickets were $10. And the stream over this side of the world anyways kicked off at midnight. So it was kind of like the start to Halloween day because it technically in the States was on Friday. And it was an hour long and it was the most bizarre hour I think I have ever experienced in my entire life. And I mean, to be fair, you've only been part of this podcast for a very short space of time. So, you know, that may well, change. this is true. This is, this is very true, yeah. Yeah. So um, it was hosted by Elvira, to just to kick it all off. And it basically, you could very much tell that Bette Midler just kind of like put out into the ether of Hollywood. Like, hi, hello, I'm doing this for my charity. You guys are all sitting at home. Come and get involved. Because there was everyone and anyone you could possibly think of was involved in this. There was Glenn Close. There was Meryl Streep. There was Martin Short, there was Billy Crystal, Jamie Lee Curtis showed up, John Stamos. Most of the cast from Hocus Pocus were there in some way, shape or form. Like It was the most bizarre thing I have ever encountered. But it was great. Who, who was playing the cat? I have no idea, but that was the most traumatic part. Yeah. So I saw, I hate I saw it. a few clips um because i wasn't sure if it was the voice actor because i don't it's think binks, it was isn't it? it's binks yeah mr binks um so 
because the voice actor for the cat is actually the voice actor for Max Goof. Yes. Um, obviously, he's a bit older now. Um, but yes, I wasn't sure if it was him. I found that very weird, actually, because he's not in the film, is he? It's somebody no. else plays the human version of him, but he does the voice of the feline version of him. Yeah, so basically they cast the guy to be like human Thackeray Binks, but he wasn't British and they wanted Binks to have a British accent. So they got an American voice actor to play him instead. Um, <laughs> and yesterday, actually, I was on a panel and it was the voice of Thackeray Binks, who's also the voice of Max Goof, as you said, um, Thora Birch, who is Danny, and then the girl that plays Alison as well. And I can't remember her name, but it was the three of them. But he, like, he was never on the set with them. He never met any of them. So they were all talking about their, like, experiences of filming Hocus Pocus. And he's kind of like, yeah, I mean, the movie was basically done when I went and did my part. So, (laughs) yeah, but it definitely wasn't him that played the cat. I don't know who played the cat, but it was the most traumatic part. It was horrific. Yeah, I I just had horrible flashbacks to the Cats movie from last year, which Which I was referenced. Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it and I'm not going to see it. Um, but I, and I was intrigued by this, you know, by, by the, the Hocus Pocus thing. The, the, what put me off was the fact that, uh, one, I'm not a huge fan of the film. Like it's, I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. Um, but as you said, it starts at midnight. And even though I am the kind of person that will probably go to bed about two o'clock in the morning, um, it's sod's law that I will always get tired or fall asleep when I'm trying to stay up for something I want to do rather than I'm staying up because my mind just does not stop working. Um, and it did some good stuff. It doesn't. That's the problem. It just talks nonsense. But um, So I was like, and it didn't look like there was going to be any replays. So I was like, eh. so, um, but I'm glad you saw it. It did look like uh, it, it didn't really know what it wanted to be. I don't know if yeah. that's because it was thrown together quite quickly or anything, but I mean, I suppose the reason why you paid the money was for that reunion of the three. Yeah, and to be honest, I like I was chatting to a couple of friends about it, and I was like, like Disney had to have been involved or given Bet Midler like some form of a sign off for this, because obviously they own the copyright over all these characters. But it also very clearly was nothing to do with Disney as well by the context of everything else that happened around it. There was a whole weird Harry Potter bit and everything. It was really quite strange. So some people were kind of wondering if this was going to be the like announcement that there was going to be a sequel and that's why Disney would have given them sign off. But honestly, I think Bette Midler was just like, no, I'm Bette Midler and this is what I want to do. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's how it came across. She's she's a bit like... um... She's a bit like Warren Beatty, but less of uh, a dick. Tracy. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was interesting. And I, I, I'm i sure I saw something the other day that said that there is definitely uh, a plan in the works for a Disney Plus sequel and they're all on board. But I don't know if that was... Bette Midler said that, but I don't know if that was actually Disney official. Uh, okay, fair. So I'm I'm not sure, but what I will say is that they, what I the, the brief clips that I did get to see, they all looked like they did almost thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they they kind of fell back into those characters, including as uh, Peter. How did you describe Sarah Jessica Parker? As mad as a box of frogs. 
Yes. Well, <laughs> you know. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. So she 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 slipped right in. Um. But yeah. So I think it's good. I rewatched Hocus Pocus on Friday night. I think Halloween Eve. Um. Because my daughter wanted to watch it, and uh, yeah, you you know what? I, it's not it's not an awful film. It's a quite good Halloween film, and um, yeah, there, there's quite a bit to like about it. I think I just I didn't grow up with it, so I don't have the same um, love of it as as other people like yourself do. But I don't think by any stretch it's, it's a it's a bad film. There's a lot of charm to it. Um, quite spooky as well like um what's mm-hmm. the what's the zombie guy called billy Lee. he was there in full yes. costume doug jones yeah and he got he was the he got the original makeup uh yeah. person out as well didn't he to do the makeup for him so he did look good yeah. um but yeah so i mean the film's quite spooky i like it um what what i did laugh about though when i was watching it was i just spoke to you about erie indiana and seeing amari cats in Hocus Pocus, which must have been filmed about 18 months after Erie, Indiana would have been filmed. And okay. he he did grow up quite a bit in that time. <laughs> More than you realise. Um but uh yeah, good to good to have them back. But that wasn't the only reunion, was it, we saw this weekend? Because I think we saw everyone's favourite couple reunited this weekend as well. <laughs> you know, man Donnie's little child. It's everyone's favorite couple, isn't it? No. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know why Pete did laughing so much. I think he's it, been it, it was more the, uh, the announcement, the announcement of his small little child. Please. I'm not going to claim he's a giant or anything, am I? Um, Mandalorian season two dropped Friday. Uh, well, when I say season two, sorry, season two, episode one, which is actually episode nine. They're doing that thing where it's just going to continue on. Um, and uh, it was a long one. Time-wise, I can get away with saying stuff like because Craig's not here. Let me let me have my moment. Um, who did have we all seen it? Yeah. 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 Did we what did we all think? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good episode. I was a bit apprehensive going into season two because I was like, are they going to live up to the hype of season one? But no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. As I said at the time, I was I was a little bit surprised at the tone of the episode, that it was kind of, didn't really tie into a major storyline. It kind hmm. of just felt like it was something off to the side. And for a premiere episode, it was a little bit strange. Um, But I quite liked it. The fact that it didn't hone in straight on the child, that he was kind of a, a bit part of the episode rather than being the main main force of it. Excuse Boom. the pun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. What, what about you, Mr. D? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, you know, interesting to see where it goes from here, but... Um, yeah, you know, kind of interest. They seem to be spending a lot of time on Tatooine, which is uh, which is a bit strange because I don't know. It just seems too Tatooine focused at the minute. But hopefully they'll branch out to other places. Um, yeah, I'm not sure they've completely got the timeline straight in my head either. But 
I enjoyed the episode. Thought it was good. Looking forward to to this week's episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think we just because of the nature of lockdown and everything like that, we've kind of got a bit used to being able to binge watch everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney have have always really been quite keen on on drip feeding stuff. Um, in fact, I, I can't think of a show that they've released that's been released all in one go. Oh, actually, Prop Culture? Yeah. That was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of their shows um, are being released weekly. Um, so that that's the only kind of downer for me. But then I would I probably would have consumed it too quickly. So, you know, maybe it's good to have a bit of breathing space. Um, I thought uh, Timony... Tim, Timony? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, 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 Tim Cricket was great. Uh, Tim, Tim, uh, Oliphant, uh, I don't see if you know, I don't care. He's not going to correct me. Um, he's he's just one of those actors, whenever they, he pops up in something, he's great, and, and this was no exception. Um, I like the fact it had a bit of a tremor vibe to it. Mm. That old classic. Um, yeah. Or June, because June's coming out, isn't it? Yes, yes. A bit Hear, of June hearing, vibe. Hearing, hearing rumours that might come out Christmas Day on HBO mm-hmm. Max. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I still think it's a, a beautifully shot show. Like, I think visually, like, the way they frame it is is beautiful. And I still love those storyboards right at the end as well. Hmm. They really, you know, it's a simple little thing they didn't need to throw in there, but I think it really adds to it. The music, I'd, for, I'd forgotten that. Yes, yeah, so when I. it came on, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this again. <laughs> I had because I hadn't binge watched The Mandalorian again before this. Um, I, I was, oh, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one that forgot about that. I forgot about that thing they did for every other episode of yeah. the show so far. Um, I did like the fact it, it didn't completely follow on from the last episode so there was a little bit of intrigue left open um my wife complained that it didn't really carry the story she's like why is she stopping why is he stopping to help people when he's got to you know get the child to his people you know why is he just like doing this and i was like it's just like a little bit of the little hobo in it or kung fu or any of those old 70s and 80s shows where that's what happened and I like it for it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, it's about 52 minutes. So it's one of the longest episodes. So it'd be interesting to see what the rest of this season is like, because I think a lot of the episodes in season one were about 30 minutes, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. There was a couple of like longer ones, but the majority were shorter. So uh, I think Favreau did come out and say it's definitely... The bulk of them are longer this year mm. than they were last year. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't mind that, but I also quite like the fact that they they didn't outstay their welcome. Didn't seem to drag very much, so we'll see. But uh, no, it's good to be, for it to be back. The only thing I didn't really like about it myself was you do feel, or I certainly felt, that there's more emphasis on uh, getting shots of the child that can be turned into memes. Lots of facial close-ups and stuff like that. Yeah. So that yeah. that was the only thing. I mean, he's still absolutely adorable. He's so, very cute. Yeah. 
Um, was there anything else? Uh, I say the parks. Um, the CDC have, have lifted or allowed to lapse the no-sale ban on the 31st of October. So technically, cruising can restart. I did see this. Yes, I did see this. Um, what seems does that mean? A bit strange, but... Well, I mean, it, effectively, you know, the cruise lines can start back up again, I believe. But whether they will and how quickly they will, don't don't know. I mean, you know, the world isn't heading in the right trajectory right now, I wouldn't have thought, but... Um, <laughs> Most other places have still banned them as well, so they can't really travel yeah. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just go around in a big circle. Or from Florida <laughs> to Galveston or somewhere yeah. like that. Yeah, Just Canada a- is still banned. All like, the cruises local coming boating, into yeah. mm-hmm. Just local boating, like, that's fine. Yeah. And yeah. on that note, I, anybody that uh, watches the Ewan McGregor, Charlie Borman shows, they um, they went through the Panama Canal on the latest episode, and one of the Disney boats was coming through the lock, and they showed mm. a, a little bit of that. That was that was quite cool to see yeah. actually going through the lock there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, mean, I, I haven't seen any announcement from Disney. That's why I was no. asking. I, did, I didn't know if you'd seen something that I hadn't. I'd seen the, no. about the cruises, but yeah, only only the no sale order not being um, well being allowed to lapse come the thirty first of October. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens. I suppose. Yeah. Come on, tell. Um, I would love to sit here and talk about the the new seventy five pound iPhone cases that Shop Disney seemed to think was a good idea to launch last week. They look like the cheapest, ass, most basic uh, phone cases you've ever seen. Uh, but let's let's not let's let's try and leave on a high. Hopefully, cruises are on the way back. Um, was there anything else? Just quickly. No, not for me. No. Nope. Um, the only uh, the only thing I'll leave you with is um, it looks like uh, One Division will be uh, in December. It's yeah. not on any of the the lists for November release on on Disney Plus. So Rumor has it now it will be the Mandalorian replacement. Okay, so oh, so it might be just before the end of the year then. Yeah, I'm just working out the weeks. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, don't get your hopes up. It's it's not going to appear in November unless Disney surprises us all. But it's not on the itinerary. So yeah, have to wait for that one. Although I think it's Marvel six oh six. Yeah, I believe that's starting in November. Next couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, and uh, Black Beauty starring Kate Winslet, Winslet as the voice of the Black horse. Beauty. <laughs> I wish this was a joke. I really wish this was a joke. Um, yeah, that's coming in November as well. Um, but yeah, so so actually there's a few things to look out for on Disney Plus this month other than The Mandalorian. New Mickey Mouse on the 18th. Um, I didn't actually look to see when Black Beauty was actually appearing, just that it was. Um, but yeah, as much as I'm already enjoying Mandalorian after one episode, I do really want to see WandaVision as well. So... Yes. All right. Well, in that case, I'll wrap this episode up. America, I wish you the absolute best of luck with whatever happens in the next few days. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear our next episode. 
I hope no one presses a big red button. Um, if you are a Patreon subscriber, there are two new Patreon episodes coming out this week. So, um, no, actually, I was going to say what they... Actually, I'll, I'll give you a spoiler for one. Into the Woods. There you go. There's a teaser for you. Um, so, uh, if you're Patreon, look out for that. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Here we are. Bye. Tati, bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.